Praise the Lord. Greetings in the name of the Lord. This is Holy Lady T checking in on tonight. God is great and greatly to be praised. I'm still saved, sanctified, and Holy Ghost filled and enjoying my life with Jesus. On tonight, I wanted to elaborate on love again. Um, this is what they call, I guess, the love month or whatever. And so, um, I'm going to be doing more podcasts talking about love because some people um, have an idea of love, but they don't really know what love is. And so I mentioned yesterday on a podcast or the day before yesterday uh, on a podcast that God is love. And so if you want your definition of love, you need to go to the author of love or love himself. And that's by going to the word of God because God is his word. And so when I wanted to figure out, first of all, am I being loved or and how I should love people? I went to this chapter and it really did help me out a lot. And before I get too deep into the chapter, just know that in order to exhibit that this kind of love, you have to have the Holy Spirit living inside of you because you cannot love this way on your own. This is what we call agape love. This is unconditional love. And in order to have that, in order to grasp the full potential or all that love is, you must have love himself inside of you. And that's God. So in order to experience this type of love and be able to receive this type of love, you have to have the Holy Spirit again, living on the inside of you. And for us that are joyfully single, if your potential spouse, uh, come to you these are characteristics that he will exhibit to show that he actually do love you now do this have to be perfected in us yes i'm not saying that he or even yourself might be up in every area but you are perfecting and you should see some of these qualities or all of these qualities in yourself and in your potential mate if he's not exhibiting this then don't settle. Do not settle for a man, first of all, that do not have the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. Because as I've said in other podcasts, he cannot love you as Christ have loved the church if you don't even have Christ in him. Hello. So we want to make sure that uh, he has Christ in him. And you do that by watching. Because any man can say they love God. Any man can say that they love you. But the work's going to prove it. The fruit is going to prove it. So in 1 Corinthians 13, I'm going to read out some uh, qualities that um, is exhibited when a person has love inside of them and when a person is showing you love. First, 1 Corinthians 13 say, love is long-suffering. Now, again, if you read the King James Version, uh, it says charity but different versions, charity and love is the same thing. So I'm going to say love. Love is long-suffering, which means it's patient. Like you are patient with people. And sometimes, you know, they may have some flaws that get on your nerves. But you are patient with them. You are allowing God to work that out in their life. You don't just cast them aside. You just you don't forsake them. But you are patient towards them. Um, 
Now, I'm not referring to someone beating you up. I'm not referring to someone abusing you consistently, verbally, and emotionally, and again, physically. Oh, no, you don't be long-suffering with that because God never want his children to be beat on and abused. So that is not something that you are long-suffering with. I'm talking about like flaws, little flaws um, that us humans sometimes have um, that might get on each other nerves, but we like, oh Lord, I believe that you're going to fix it, but Lord fix me, you know, to be able to um, endure this. And so all of us have something, you know, that we are working on and we striving to be better in Christ. And that is what I'm talking about, about being long suffering. And again, if somebody is cheating on you with another woman and God, oh Lord, God forbid it's another man, you do not have to sit there and endure that type of, again, abuse, okay, or disrespect. No, that is not what we're talking about. We're talking about that we are all in this growing process, again, with Christ, and some things we have to grow into. And so that's when you are long-suffering with your, um, when you get married with your spouse, and even with people at your job, your friends, your family members, you are patient with them because you, again, you love them. So you're just not going to say, forget you. I'm never talking to you again. Uh, no, because that is not the way we as believers in Christ, that's not how we live. So long suffering. Next, you're going to be kind. Like, it's no sense in us that saying that we are saved and filled with the Holy Ghost and we're not kind like to people. Like I have seen some people that claim to be saved and they are just so mean and hateful. And I'm like, no, you do not have the spirit of God because if you do, you would be more kinder to people. So just be kind. And we all know what being kind is. It don't matter. Even if somebody treats you uh, wrong, disrespect, curse you out, still be kind to them. Like, be nice. Be cordial. I mean, everybody, you're not going to be everybody's friend. Um, I accepted that. You need to accept that, too. Everybody is not going to want to be your friend. But you can be kind to them. You can even lend a listening ear to them. Be somebody's shoulder to cry on. Uh, encourage someone. Just be kind. Um, do not envy. Okay, envy is... Painful or resentful awareness of an advantage enjoyed by another joined with a desire to possess the same advantage. So you are like, you are in pain because somebody is enjoying something that you're not. And that can be, as a single, you can envy someone else that's married. And that is awful because we're supposed to, I well, I enjoy my single life. And I'm like, when the Lord see fit, he will bless me to marry my godly spouse. But we dare not envy um, other couples because they are happily, joyfully married. Okay, that it's, it's, it then got to the point that you are just in pain, like you are in misery because somebody else is enjoying their marriage. Oh my gosh, that's envying. Or you envying their lifestyle, like you want to be rich or you want you want to own businesses and you want to do this. And so it's just, 
is so hurtful and you desire um what they actually have. It's nothing wrong with desiring a spouse. It's nothing wrong with desiring to own your own business. It's nothing wrong with desiring a house. But to say like they don't deserve that or you envy it, you uh you in so much misery because you seeing them um enjoying their life and you like you know so hateful about it like that's not the love of Christ. Like we celebrate others. We rejoice with them that do rejoice. We don't hate on others. So um, we don't want to be envious of anyone. Um, love, it vaunteth not itself. Um, it means vaunteth mean to make a vain display of one's own worth or attainments. Uh, a synonym would be to brag. So like you just... You have to show off. Like, me, I cannot. I don't like being around people like that. Like, seriously, we know that you are blessed with uh, a mansion. We know that you are blessed with a Mercedes. We know that you are blessed with um, a lot of wealth. We know, you know, that you're blessed with a fine husband. We know that you're blessed with wonderful children, successful children. This is wonderful. And you should be... um proud and i'm not talking about the proud that the bible that the bible is against i'm talking about like you should be happy of your accomplishments but to brag about it like every time we meet at dinner you bragging oh my gosh i just uh i just made this type of deal i just made this type of deal um uh all of this money i got money rolling into my account every day la 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 and i'm like oh no like you just sitting up there like bragging on yourself like that is not love because a lot of times, like when you sit up there bragging on yourself, the person that you're talking to may just barely be making it and it might like depress them or it might put them down. And so you just sit up here bragging. And it's like, again, it's not something like you just trying to tell somebody your accomplishments. No, it's like you, you actually rubbing it in and we know what rubbing it in means. So we don't want to be those kind of people that want ourselves like i am very careful like about the accomplishments a lot of people they won't know that i had a house like if i wouldn't tell them like if if the conversation didn't come up i usually don't tell people that and on this podcast and on my page matter of fact i have a private group on facebook i am worth it if you want to join my private group if you're a single lady feel free. But in my private group, I mentioned, you know, that God blessed me with a home, not to brag about it, but to say that, okay, I'm a single mom. And if I did it, you can do it too. So it's not a bragging situation, but some people, they know they just be rubbing it in. Like you should be here by now or, or something like, it's just a negative way, you know, about bragging. It's, it's, a, it's vain. And so, like I said, it's okay that we attain these natural things, but to put yourself up on a pedestal, okay, that's wanting yourself and that's not love, okay? And so we will have to examine ourselves and be like, wait a minute, I'm not displaying the love of God when I'm sitting up here bragging about myself. And so we have to watch that. The next thing, love is not puffed up so that is similar to bragging because being puffed up means that you are proud and a lot of people don't consider this but a person is proud when they have not submitted themselves under the authority of christ like when they when they receive 
things or accomplishments or uh, anything of that nature and they don't give God the glory, you are proud because you did not obtain that on your own. You did not obtain it on your own. So if you puffed up in yourself, again, that is proud and that is what the bible talks about and it always talks about like a proud person falling or a proud person um either getting destroyed or a proud stuff things bad things happen to proud people because proud people is all into their self not realizing if it wasn't for the grace and mercy of god and power of god you would not be where you are at today and so Vaunt uh, uh, puffing yourself up is not having the love of God because, first of all, you're not even acknowledging God, you acknowledging yourself, and it's not about self. We can't do nothing in and in of ourselves, even the people that don't even say anything about God. It don't matter because they still, if God didn't give them a breath to do it, they wouldn't, they would not have achieved that. So, we don't want to be puffed up. Love is not puffed up, which means love is not proud. Next one. Love does not behave itself unseemly. Like I've seen people act a fool. Like you know, if you acting a fool out in public, especially out in public, that's not love. And like you dis it says a, a synonym is to dishonor others. And so if you cursing somebody out, that is not the love of God, okay? You need to check yourself and make sure you still got the Holy Spirit. Because if you cursing someone out, uh-uh, that is behaving yourself unseemly. If you are making a scene in the public, that is behaving yourself unseemly. That is not the love of God. And so I'll be looking for all these characteristics. I mean, these are the characteristics that I looked for in a spouse. Like I need to make sure that you are, you are at least exhibiting some of these qualities or trying to come up to them, being honest with yourself, asking the Lord to help you in these areas. And even ourselves, Lord, help me to uh, display your love. Lord, give, Lord, fill me. Because if you say, Lord, fill me with your spirit, see, you, it's automatically love. Love is a fruit of the spirit. So if you ask the Lord to keep me full of your spirit and Lord, help me to cultivate this fruit because I don't want to be low in my love. Like, like I really want to really, really love people to the fullest not just pretend to love not just just do whatever to get by no I really want to love people so you have to pray about these things because that's what I'm saying you need the Holy Spirit inside because some of this stuff is going to take the Holy Spirit to help you with so does not behave itself unseemly Seeketh not her own. Love seeketh not her own. Which means love is not selfish. Like we live in this culture where it's like about me, 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 me. Like me, me, me. Like the selfie generation is what I call it. And it's like, no. Like you have to put others above yourself. If you, if we are professing to be born again believers in Christ, Christ lived this. He put 
others above yourself. It's not all about you. Christ came to serve and he expects his servants to serve as well. And we are his servants. So we are supposed to be serving other people first. It's not about you, all about you and what you can gain, but it's all about serving others and help them to get to the next level or help them to achieve great. So we have to look and say, okay, am I just about living my life to please myself? And it it, it cannot be that way when we talk about being a born again believer. And so I truly thank God for this because like, you know, when I was a babe in Christ, I was not as giving as I am now, but as the Lord grew me, I'm like, dog, I would give I would give the shirt or skirt off me to somebody else. If they need it, I will give it to them. If they need money and I have it, I will give it to them. And like, so that's why I'm like, Lord, thank you. And I know Lord is gonna bless me more than I can give because I want to give more of myself to others. I don't like to see people in need and then I can't help them. And so I'm like Whatever I have, I give you my time, I give you my money, I give you my clothes, my shoe, whatever you need, food, because I understand that this is, we are a community, we are our humans, and so we need each other, and for somebody to be so selfish and be like, oh my gosh, like, okay, well, they poor, they, they can get it, they can get it just like I can get it. You don't know what situation people are in, and to, to just think about yourself is not the love of God, because other people are out here suffering, and they need our help. And it it don't always have to be money. But if you know something that they need to know, we need to impart that knowledge or impart that wisdom unto them and just do not be selfish. And then I'm not selfish about my testimony because people need to know. People need to know that Jesus saves. And so it's not all about me just making it into the kingdom of heaven. I want to take more people with me. So seek, love seeketh not her own. It's not selfish. It's not all about you. It's about the glory of God. It's about helping others. It's about loving others. Next one. Love is not easily provoked. Provoked to anger. Love is not easy provoked. And so, y'all, this takes a lot of praying and fasting on our part because some people will deliberately push your buttons until you become angry. And you, the Bible says to be angry and sin not. So, you don't want to be angry and also you don't want to, you, You don't want to get to the place that you're so angry that it caused you to sin. And you don't want to be that person that is so easy. You so easily offended that you are easily angered. No, I'm telling y'all, you have to pray and fast. And so I'm like, you know, Lord, help me. Like, I don't like getting angry. Like, I... I keep myself motivated. I keep myself happy. If you was to see me in person, you would think nothing in my life is wrong because I am this happy, joy, joy, joyful person. And I have put it in my mind that I'm not going to let the devil or the devil through a person steal my joy. So to it's 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 hard to get me to the point that I'm just like really 
angry. Like I don't allow myself. I try not to allow myself to get that angry. So I think happy thoughts. I think holy thoughts. I keep myself in the word of God. I keep myself listening to gospel music. That's all I listen to is gospel music. And I keep myself on a spiritual high. So I will not be so angry to sin. And so that's what we have to do. You you shouldn't be that easily angered because see, if you stand in the presence of the Lord, it is hard for you to get that angry. And yes, we are human. We have emotions. Anger is an emotion. But when you're easily angered, that means that you are not spending time with God like you need to spend. So again, don't get confused where um, I'm saying you don't get angry. We get angry. But easily angered is a problem that you is a problem that we would have if we are not in the presence of God. You need to stay in the presence of God, singing melodies in your heart, whatever you need to do, uh, do it so you won't be easy angered. Because there's some evil people out here and they will do stuff deliberately. If they know that you are professing and you are claiming the Holy Ghost or claiming to be saved, they will do stuff to make you angry. Or the devil will work through people to make you push your buttons to get you there. But you that's claiming to have the Holy Spirit inside have to know how, how to diffuse that situation. So we have to be, the Bible says, pray without ceasing. I'm telling you, you have to do it. Pray fast. Fasting, again, fasting kills the flesh. So it humbles me. It's fasting, just that the Holy Spirit sits on me, sits on my mouth, sits on, sits on me. So I will not um, be easy angered. Yes, it, it fills my heart with good things, my spirit with good things. So I will not be easy angered. So that's why, again, the Holy Spirit is what we need because that inside of us enables us to walk in love. Um, the next one, love thinketh no evil. Um, this is a biggie. Thinketh no evil means keep no record of wrongs. That's what another version, I believe the NIV version says. Keep no record of wrongs. So, y'all, it's going to take prayer, fasting, read the word, stand in the presence of God. Because when people have done you wrong, and I mean, not like just step on your toe wrong, like really hurtful wrong to you, you can't keep rehearsing that in your mind. You can't not keep rehearsing that in your mind. Or if... You have to see them on a daily basis and you know, like, and they have hurt you really bad. Like, you can't keep bringing that up to them. If you said, if they apologize, you said that you forgive them. Like, you cannot keep a record of what they did. Oh, you did this before. Oh, I remember when you did this. No, that is not the love of God. And I'm telling y'all, it, it takes the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, because I... With my children's father, God bless him, God bless him. With my children's father, I had to really pray and really fast in that situation because of the things that I went through with him, I could not hold that against him. If I wanted to be free, if I wanted to really operate in the love of God, I could not hold that against him. So uh, I asked the Lord, I was like, Lord, you know, Thank you for healing me. It took some time, but the Lord did heal me. And if he was to call, Lord, I don't know when the last time he called, but if he was to call, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, um, you know, you can't speak to the kids because you haven't spoke to them. And I don't know when, um, no, I'll be like, here's the phone. Here's your children. Um, 
here you go. Um, I hope everything is going well with you. Um, here's the kids. Uh, something like that. But I don't have no ill feelings against him. I, I'm not keeping a record of what he's done. Because guess what, y'all? God's love is so amazing. We have done wrong things in the past that was really, really bad. Really bad. It was sin. And so, but when we ask God for forgiveness, swipe, he swiped that off of our record. Okay? He, he, it says those sins he remembers no more. So why should I keep record of things that, what negative things that people have done to me? Now, I didn't say be a fool, but I did say, I'm not going to hold it against you. I'm not going to keep that record against you. You are forgiven. I let it go. And then we, this is a constant daily thing. When people do stuff to you, hey, I'm telling you right now, just let it go. Ask the Lord to help heal your heart. Ask the Lord to help you to keep a forgiving spirit. And I'm telling you, every time I think about what God has done for me and how he has forgiven me, that is why it's so easy. Well, I'm going to say it's easier for me to forgive other people and let it go because I was not perfect. I received the Holy Ghost and some things like, like I knew was wrong, but I didn't have enough power to, 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 to deny it. Okay. Or, you know, I, I sinned against God, you know, so why, why would I hold things against people? Like, why, why would I do that? And and when God forgave me and I'm talking about like you live in a holy and saved life and then you, you. You mess up. You mess up. Okay. It's like y'all know I backslid away from the Lord. Um, what? About 12 or more years ago. And so, but God forgave me for that. And so I'm not, I'm not about to hold stuff against people because God loved me and I love other people. So don't keep, and you don't think of evil stuff. Another way of saying is don't think of evil stuff to do in your mind to them. Like, even though, like, we, me and my children's father, did not the best of relationship, it's like I never wanted to kill him. <laughs> Funny thing, like, I never wanted to kill him, and I never wanted to hurt him. It was always in my heart, like, Lord, please, please, please save him. Lord, please, like, please help him. Um, Lord, you're the only one that can do it. I can't do it, but Lord save him. That was always, you know, that was my prayer, but it was never like thinking evil to do against him. It was always like, Lord, help him, help him, Lord, please help him, save him, help him. So we don't want to think evil against anybody. Don't think evil. I don't care if it's against a family member. They may have, like I said, done some really hurtful things to you. It might be a friend, but don't think evil against them because that's not the love of God. Thinking evil against them is not helping the situation. They have done evil to you, but to think evil against them is not the love of God. We pray for our enemies. We love our enemies, but we don't think evil against them and we don't hold it against them. Next one, love rejoiceth not in iniquity. So again, like I don't, I'm, I'm not rejoicing in somebody's wrongdoing. I'm not rejoicing in my own wrongdoing because when I'm doing wrong, that's going against God. And if I say that I love God, why am I rejoicing in that? 
And another thing I want to say for to born again believers, we know that homosexuality is wrong. Okay, bisexuality, what, whatever, whatever. If it's not a male and a woman in marriage, uh, uniting, then it is wrong. And if we rejoicing with the LGBTQ plus, that's rejoicing in iniquity, and that is not love. We are not like we we don't hate the L. LGBTQ community, but for you to celebrate that or change your profile photo to the rainbow to represent them or uh, to lift that up, that is against God because God destroyed two cities because of that. So we're going to have to stand for holiness. We're going to have to stand for righteousness. Like I love everybody. If I find out that one of my co-workers is gay, I'm not going to treat them no different. I'm going to love them. I'm going to be kind to them. I'm going to treat them like they are a human being, but never will I agree with that lifestyle. And let me make it clear. I don't agree either with a male and a woman having sex and they're not married. That is still wrong. Lying is still wrong, but that's no, if you have this iniquity inside of you, okay, you are against God and it's a sin. It don't matter what unrighteousness you're doing is still a sin, but we have, these are some big issues out here, male and women, men and women living, a male and a female living together. Uh, we used to call it shacking in Bible days. Uh, some people call it cohabitating. You know you're not married to that man. Like, you have no business spending a night uh, sleeping with him at his house, having sexual relations. And people be like, oh, you did it, but guess what? It was a sin. And if God would came back for me and my legs was up in the air having sex, then I will be going to hell. So we need to listen. We need to stand on God's holy word. It don't matter who did, who doing it. I don't care if it's a preacher saying it. I don't care who's saying what a male and female. If you're not married and you having sex, you are committing a sin. It is called fornication. Okay. Now we know two men do have no business being together and two women have no business being together. And we cannot celebrate this stuff because if I find out that my sister is living with a man, I'm not going to agree with that. We got to stand up for holiness and righteousness. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be checking off on Facebook, liking a status. And I know that she living in sin with this man. I'm not going to do it. If it's too, I don't care if a, if my brother turned gay and it was him and another man shaking hands or kissing and they said they get married. I'm not going to like the status. I don't care if you, my family or not. Holiness is right. And it don't matter who you are. And we, cannot rejoice with those that are rejoicing in sin. And I really thank God for my upbringing because my parents, they didn't rejoice. When I had a baby out of wedlock, they did not rejoice with that. When they heard that he engaged, he proposed to me, they did not rejoice in that. And I thank God for them not taking up for me in my sin. And that is why I respect them in my iniquity. I respect them today for that. And we need to really thank God for the people that stands up in our life and do not rejoice with us in iniquity because iniquity will send you straight to hell. Okay. It caused destruction. It caused a lot of pain, misery to come in your life. And if you're a true son of God, 
You will not rejoice with those that are in iniquity. You will not rejoice with iniquity in your own life. You will cry out to God and you say, Lord, Father, I hate how I feel. I hate this nasty feeling. I hate this desire in my life. Lord, I need you to clean me up. I need you to purge me from this. I need you to help me. But to rejoice in it is wrong. And I'm telling you, I was, I had iniquity, but I used to cry out to God when I wasn't in a church, when I had walked away from church, Lord, help me. Cause I do not want to stay in this situation. I was crying out to God cause I didn't like how I was feeling. I didn't like the fact that I was in this toxic relationship because he was an unbeliever. And I was like, Lord, I need you to help me. I need you to loose these bands of weakness off of me. I need you to free me. So I will not go back to this situation ever, ever again. Okay, and it was some things in me that I had to clean up because I had no business even desiring a man like that. No business. So we cannot rejoice in iniquity. We must. Next one. If love rejoices in the truth, like I promise you, I promise you, the word of God is truth. God is truth. And that's why I'm telling y'all, that's why the love of God is powerful. Like if You have a potential spouse and he don't love the word of God. Again, he don't have the love of God because, uh-uh, no, I'm checking you, bro. No, like you don't even have to ask him questions. Don't some of these questions don't have to be asked yet. He should be saying something about like what he's doing. He should be mentioning something like you shouldn't have to say, do you read the word? Like in your conversation, he should be like, oh, yeah, I read the word, la, 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 or something like that. I'm about to get off because I got to read, I got to I gotta uh, study something or something. Or you could be like, what you doing today? What you got planned for today? He's like, I'm doing something. Like, I'm doing this and this. But he should be rejoicing in the truth. Like, I want a holy man of God that is like that. It is not, it is not corny. It It is not... Um, it's not gay as some people would say it's, it is, it is what you need because the word of God is the only thing that is going to save us. The word of God is the only thing that is going to keep us. So I'm like, Oh my gosh, that is so attractive to me when I see a man of God, a holy man of God, like reading his word, living by the word. Like if I just watch his life, I know he have the word in his heart because of the decisions he make and the lifestyle he live. I know he got that some word of God in him. And then when we talk in a conversation that is being had, you can tell when somebody is really reading, studying, and taking the word to heart and they rejoicing in the truth. I love to see a man of God that is backing up his pastor or whatever preacher that is preaching the word. And they are all in tune to it. Because I'm telling y'all, I've seen like men, okay, they in church, but you scrolling on Facebook, dude, while the word of God is going being preached? Oh, no, that is not a holy spouse. That is not a spouse that you want. Because if he doing that, then God knows what he doing when he get home. And he right in the church and he scrolling on Facebook. Oh, no, 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 no. Sis, that's not what you want. That's not what you want. A holy man of God will either have his written word in front of him, a, a physical Bible, or his tablet or something following a man of God, even taking notes. 
That is a person that's rejoicing in the truth because they're like, hey, the truth is coming. I got to apply this to me. This is God's word. It excites me. I love to see a man of God excited about the word of God. That just, ooh, that does something to me, y'all. But I'm, and then me, myself, I love the word of God. Like the word of God changed my life. And that is why I rejoice in it. When the truth is being spoken, it don't even matter if it's my pastor, if it's another holy man of God that is up preaching. Oh, I'm rejoicing in what he's saying because that word, it just brings life to me. Okay. It stirs me up. The word of God is just awesome. I mean, it's spirit and it is life. It just, it, it ignites and it stirs up the gift inside of me. And I, I just get so excited. I can talk about the word all night, all day. You call me in the wee hours of the morning. I still can talk about the word because I love the word of God. Again, it changed my life. It encourages me. So I rejoice in the truth. And again, y'all, um, also when somebody is telling you the truth, telling you, you know, what you need to do to, to cleanse your life, telling you what you need to do to grow, telling you what you need to do to be successful in your single life. According to the word of God, you need to rejoice in that. And if you define yourself not rejoicing, check your spirit because God's word, your spirit is going to agree with God's word. If you say you got God living on the inside of you, like I have talked to other people and they are just dull as I don't know what, if you're talking to somebody about the truth, and they looking at you crazy, but they say they got God's spirit, then uh-uh, I'm backing away. I'm backing away because God, God's spirit, God is going to identify with his word because he is his word. So if you have his spirit living inside of you, you and that other person should be connecting on, about his word now. So rejoice in the truth. When the truth come, be excited. You should have joy because this is this is God. This is his word. It is just so amazing. Y'all, I'm just getting excited right now thinking about his word because it's so encouraging. It's so empowering. So rejoice. Love rejoices in the truth. And sometimes we may not be up in what is being preached, but you say, you know what, Lord? Thank you, Jesus. You gave me another chance, another opportunity to get right, another opportunity to press towards the mark of the prize. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Uh, when he preaches again, I'll be up in this. So I'm still going to rejoice because you found me out, Lord. And I know I need to come up in this. So it's still a rejoicing. So that's what we have to keep in our heart. Um, bear of all things. Like you got the bear, you got the bear. You got to bear with some people. And I like another scripture that said, bear one another's burden, so fill you the law of Christ. I'm telling you, you got to bear with some things. And again, you don't have to bear with someone cheating on you, beating you up, cursing you out. We're not referring to that. We're not referring to that because we're all single people. You can put them deuces up, goodbye. Uh-uh, no. And I'm not saying like, with somebody go to hell. I'm saying you need to separate yourself from that person because that's toxic. Okay, that's killing you. And God do not, God come that we may have life and may have it more abundantly. And uh uh-uh. So you can put them dudes up. Pray for bruh. Pray for bruh from a distance. You can love bruh from a distance. But do not let someone talk negative in your spirit. And I don't care who this is. Family members. Friends, who whoever it is, pray for them. 
love them from a distance because it's so many scriptures in the Bible that tell you that some people you have to separate yourself with. So sometimes you have these people like making excuses. No, 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 no. You God do not want you join with a toxic person. So, but bearing with one another means like somebody may not be spiritually strong like you are. So you should bear with, again, their growth in Christ. Bear with their stage that they're at right now. Do not throw the deuces up or get rid of them just because they're not up in an area that you're up in. Okay, so bear with one another. And then some of us sometimes have some heavy burdens, okay? It might be sickness. It might be a lot of uh, financial distress, okay? It might be emotional problems. But bear with one another, okay? Pray for them. Pray them through. Be there for them. Um, Next one, believe in all things, okay? Believe in love. Believe in all things. Like, I'm going to believe the best for you. I'm going to believe the best for you, even though I see you or a person. I'm saying you, but you know, y'all understand, like, in general, I see a person, they may be acting all out of whack. I mean, man, acting all out of whack. You like, Lord, who geez, what is it going to take for them to see the light? But I still believe that there's hope. Y'all never, never give up hope on anybody. As long as they have breath in their body, there's still hope for God to save them. And there's still hope for God to change their heart and their mind towards him. So I don't give up on people. I'm praying about some situations right now. And I know that God is a miracle worker. I know that God is a deliverer. And so I believe that God is going to change the situation around for his glory. And I'm believing and I'm trusting in that. You love, believe in all things and believe all things even in your situation. Again, whatever is bothering you, you have to believe God. Believe that he is a man of his word. Believe that he works all things together for the good. And see, and it's only to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. So if you love God, that means you feel with the Holy Ghost, you obey his commandments. You need to believe what the word of God is saying and God will comfort you. That situation might be getting worse, but I don't care. I'm going to believe the best. I'm going to believe God. I'm going to take him at his word because if he said it, I don't care. It may have to get so bad before it get better, but I trust God. I believe in his word. You have to keep quoting the word, get you some affirmations, declarations. I've been saying some things in my spirit every day, even though I don't see some of these situations changing. Actually, it's getting worse, but I'm like, Lord, I believe what you said. I believe all things and I'm never giving up. I don't give up on anybody. I'm never giving up because sometimes some people... Do not see the greatness that's in them. You see it, but they don't. But that's why God sent you. Or that's why God has shown you. And that's why you got to keep praying. Because the gates of hell will not prevail. You got to keep praying. You got to keep believing. Keep fighting in the spirit. Because this is a spiritual battle. Lord, I'm trying not to get, I'm trying not to get, uh, Lord, I'm trying not to get uh, too excited, y'all. But believe you got to believe this to the saving of your soul you got to believe it to the saving of their soul see it before you see it you see it in the spirit it will come to pass in the natural hallelujah you got to believe it now next one 
hope all things. So I already discussed that love, hope of all things. My hope is in God because I know that God got me. Okay. You have to believe that love, hope of all things. You have to have hope in God. And again, have that hope that no matter how bad it is, it will work together for my good. I'm coming out of this. I don't care if I come out of this in death. If I come out of this in a rapture, I'm still didn't came out and Satan didn't get the glory. And I got, I gave my life to Jesus and Jesus got the glory out of my life. I know that. So you got to keep your hope in God. God, I'm telling you, God is our only hope. You cannot put your hope in no man. You cannot put your hope in family. You cannot put your hope in money. All of this stuff is going to pass away. The only thing that is not going to pass away is love. And the only thing that's not going to pass away is God. Because God is love. That's not going to ever pass away. So God got me all the time, even into eternity. God got me. That's why you got to put your hope in God. Hope in God. Um, Endure endure all things love endure all things no matter what i have to go through no matter what i have to face i mean we go through some horrible situations y'all but no matter what i'm going to endure it because i know that god loves me i know again that god is bringing me out i know this thing is strengthening me establishing me is perfecting me i know that when all is said and done i will come out as gold so i have to endure it don't jump out the fire and endure it it's gonna get hot it's gonna get hot but you must endure to the end only those that endure until the end shall be saved so we must we must endure to the end because the bible said if you put your hand to the plow and you looking back you're not even fit for the kingdom of god we not no cowards we not no sellouts we gonna endure it's gonna get hot it's gonna get hot so this about saying count up the cost. Like if you if you don't think you have what it takes or you don't think I can give you strength, you're not ready to forsake all to follow him. It's like don't follow him. But if you your your focus is on heaven, God will give you the strength and God will give you the power to endure it. I have been a single mom for over 18 years. 18 years. And God has given me the power to endure. He has given me the power to walk up right before him. I could not do this on my own. If I didn't have the Holy Ghost power, I would have been gave up. I would have just been gave up because things get very, very hard sometimes. So, but I have a comforter. See, the Holy Ghost is called the comforter. I can go to him. I can talk to him. I can lay my burdens at the altar. I can, and I'm not talking about a physical altar. I'm just talking about him. Lay him at his feet, Lord. Help me. And I was able to endure, endure. When I said, okay, I'm breaking off this relationship because I want to live for God. Of course. When I did that, it was like, okay, Takiyah, you on your own. You have to raise these kids on your own. You're going to have to provide for them on your own. He didn't say that, but he, when I said uh, it's over with, we can't be together no more, then that's when that happened. I had to totally provide and totally raise them by myself. But God has helped me to endure that. He has helped me to endure going through this whole situation by myself. And I thank him. And so it's other things. And then you have to endure being talked about. I didn't care. I didn't care. People was like, you probably, you should have stayed. No, I'm not going to stay with somebody that don't want to be holy. I'm not going to do it. I gave my life up. I've not gave my life. 
I'm going to say my natural life to follow Jesus. I said, Lord, you can have my mind, you can have my body, you can have everything. I commit my life to you. I'm not my own. I'm crucified. Yes, I have gave it up. I'm crucified with Christ. And that is why I'm able to endure because it's the Holy Ghost that have, that have taken over my life. Oh, yes, you're going to be talked about. You're going to be criticized. People are going to push you aside. People are going to do all kinds of things to you because you love God. But you have to endure. People are going to deliberately do things against you. They will deliberately not be there for you. They will deliberately not support you because you are a child of God and you're doing great things in this kingdom. So we got to get used to that. When things are coming against us very strong, when we feel like we are alone and literally we are alone, but and no humans, but uh, you got to know that God is for me and you got to endure it. God will bring you out, but you have to endure whatever, whatever trial that you are in, go through it because God got you. And that is, that is love. That's the love of God. And even, like I said, when people do you wrong, still love them. That's enduring it. You, what they're doing to you is not right. God see it. Vengeance is his. Vengeance is mine. The Bible says, save the Lord, I will repay. God see what they are doing. Endure it. Don't give up the race, this Christian race, because people is talking about you. People don't accept you. You know, people are not approving. Who cares? God approves of you. God accepts you. God calls you his own. So do not let people cause you to drop out of this Christian race. Endure hardness as a good soldier. Sickness again may come. Financial distress may come. You may have to walk alone. Jesus did. I mean, come on now. People backed up. The disciples backed up off of him when he when they seen this stuff that he had to go to that cross and be crucified. They backed up off of him. But I'm telling you, some things you have to go alone, but your purpose in life will be fulfilled if you don't give up. The greatest people, I'm telling you, the greatest people seem strange. They probably, they was discouraged by other people because they probably was like, uh-uh, that ain't going to work. You don't listen to people. You got to endure it. Endure whatever you are going through because if God put that dream, that vision inside of you, you must do it no matter what opposition you face. And we sure not going to give up this, again, Christian race. Don't give it up for yourself, no matter what you're going through, no matter what people is putting you through. You need to endure to the end because, again, only them that endure to the end shall be saved. And, y'all, I know this is getting a little long, but when we talking about love, oh, my gosh. Um, and the last one is unfailing. Love never fails. Like, God never fails us and he is love. So we should never, fa- never fail our fellow man. We should never fail our fellow man. And that's like giving up on somebody. Never give up on anybody. Love never fails. And I just thank God that God's love has never failed me. And I know it won't fail. God will never fail. So I want us to remember that in order to possess and exhibit this type of love, we must have the Holy Spirit living inside of us because, again, God is love. We want to live in love. We want to walk in love as, they, as, um, as, uh, as we talk. So we want to 
have the Holy Ghost bubbling up inside of us. That's the only way that we're going to be able to love like this. And so I want y'all to be encouraged. I know this one was a little long, but I get so excited when I'm talking about love. So um, be encouraged again, and I'll be having another podcast concerning love, uh, hopefully in a couple of days. But walk in love again walk in love which means to live in love where everyone have a blessed night this is holy lady t checking out remember you are worth it keep it holy have a blessed night